What's going on, y'all? Welcome back. Welcome back to AJ2K Radio. I know it's been a minute, but we back. We back with three topics today. I know before I was telling y'all I was going to do three, then I started doing two. I think one day I did one when I was venting about those Eagles, but today we back to three. And with that being said, I'm going to jump right into it because I don't want to waste much time. Three topics today that I really want to dive into. Um, I won't say the topics are bothering me, but topics that need to be discussed, nevertheless. And I want to start with this noise around Aaron Rodgers. That's that's where I want to start today. I'm pretty sure everybody saw the NFC Championship game. Anybody that watches football, anybody that keeps up with sports, you're going to watch the NFC Championship game. You're going to watch the AFC Championship game. You're going to watch the Super Bowl. You're going to watch the NFL playoffs. It's just what you're going to do. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers marched into Green Bay in a bitter cold. I think it was snowing a little bit early in the game, very early, either prior to or right at kickoff. And they beat Green Bay, beat the Packers, beat Aaron Rodgers, at home and now questions are are lingering around the organization and around Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers came out and made these statements a lot of guys futures that are you know uncertain you know myself included uh that's what's sad about it most getting this far obviously there's going to be an end to it at some point whether we make it past this one or not but just the uncertainties is tough and the finality of it all. And now people are questioning whether or not Aaron Rodgers, A, wants to be in Green Bay, whether B, the Green Bay Packers will keep Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, or C, if it's just best overall for both parties to just say we're done with each other and cut their losses and do a sports divorce, as they would say, as people would say. My take on this is very simple. A lot of people are saying Aaron Rodgers should want out of Green Bay. Listen, I know the Green Bay Packers haven't been the model organization for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, we know this. We know that the Green Bay Packers could have drafted better in recent years. They could have made moves in free agency. They could have made moves in the trade market before trade deadlines, multiple seasons in a row where they could have got him top-notch receivers, top-notch running backs, a better defense, which would be extremely helpful, seeing as though Aaron Rodgers really hasn't had a great defense over the years. That I will give him. I understand this past year they drafted Jordan Love in the very first round. We we get all of that. We, we understand all of that. We also understand that Brett Favre, Went through a lot of the same things. We understand that Aaron Rodgers was drafted in the first round. While Brett Favre was still the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, which caused friction amongst that organization to the point where Brett Favre decided to leave. But again, this isn't about Brett Favre. I just wanted to bring that up for the people who act like this is something new. Like the Packers have never, ever done this. They've never went out and drafted a quarterback when they didn't necessarily need one at the time. Obviously, this is like the Packers thing. Can't say I necessarily agree with it. Nevertheless, it's what they do. This is this is just what they do. I want people to stop feeling so sorry for Aaron Rodgers. 
Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's going to go down as debatably the most talented quarterback to play the game of football. He's going to go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever throw a football. And I'm tired of people acting like Aaron Rodgers has never had any weapons. Aaron Rodgers has had people to throw the football to. This year, you got Devontae Adams, who's one of the best receivers in all of football, debatably the best receiver in all of football. He's had Jordy Nelson, who was a stud receiver. He had Donald, Donald Driver towards the end of his career. He also had Greg Jennings. Jermichael Finley, a lot of people in Green Bay don't like him, but he had his run with Aaron Rodgers as well, where he was pretty solid. He's got Aaron Jones in the backfield right now, who's a pretty solid running back. I wouldn't say he's top five, but he's a solid back in the National Football League. He'll go out there and get you 1,000 yards. He's got a solid offensive line. At this point, he has a defense headlined by Jair Alexander that can go out there and create turnovers on a night-in and night-out basis. That can go out there and get timely stops. They won't. They ain't going to stop nobody. They ain't going to legit, like, shut someone down to three points, seven points. But they get timely stops. So he's he's got a team. And if he didn't have a team, people, they wouldn't be in the NFC Championship game. I understand Aaron Rodgers is playing at an elite level, arguably the best level he's ever played at. We We get that. But without the team being as good as they are, they are not in the NFC Championship game. I go back and I look at this NFC Championship game, and I see Aaron Rodgers play the hell of a game for the most part. 33 of 48, 346 yards, one interception, three touchdowns. On paper, he played a better game than Tom Brady. But at the end of the day, Tom Brady made the plays that needed to be made to win the football game. And yes, I understand that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got away with a lot of holdings. They got away with quite a few pass interference calls, but nevertheless, the score was, was close, 23-28, down five. Packers had an opportunity to take the lead multiple possessions in a row, people. Aaron Rodgers had multiple opportunities to win that football game. He couldn't get it done. The Buccaneers' defensive line was getting through, sacking Aaron Rodgers. They couldn't get the run game going. Aaron Jones only had 27 yards on six carries. And down the stretch, Aaron Rodgers did make crucial mistakes. You got the mistake right before halftime where they got the ball in their own red zone, trying to score a touchdown, trying to force feed Devontae Adams three plays in a row and didn't get a touchdown on that drive, had to settle for a field goal, only for Tom Brady to come downfield and throw a touchdown pass, which was insane. We're not even going to get on Kevin King. I'm not going to do that kid like that. I'm not going to do him like that. I ain't not going to do him like that. We know Kevin King played a terrible game, but I ain't going to focus on Kevin King, even though he gave up that touchdown to make him go down 21-10. We're going to focus on Aaron Rodgers for the day because he's the talk. Tom Brady goes down after they tried to force the ball to Devontae Adams, three straight plays, didn't get a touchdown, settled for a field goal. Tom Brady gets the ball, scores the touchdown. Now you're down 21-10 heading into halftime. Defense gets some stops. I mean, hey, Tom Brady threw three interceptions this game. Three. And if I'm not mistaken, I think maybe all three of them came in the second half. All three of them. Okay. So there's opportunities there for Aaron Rodgers to capitalize on mistakes that the Hall of Fame GOAT is making. Just wasn't happening. Settled for field goals. I think I think I got a touchdown. 
settle for some field goals here and there. And then you got the last red zone possession. Or the last possession of the game that, that the Packers had, I should rephrase that. Where Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers are driving downfield. The, it's first and goal. It gets all the way down to fourth and goal because they can't get the ball in the end zone. On third and goal, Aaron Rodgers has the opportunity to run with the football into the end zone. For people who follow me on Instagram, AJ, um, AJ2K, they saw me put out a video talking about how Aaron Rodgers literally could have ran in for a touchdown. Now, a lot of people disagree with that. But what people can't disagree with is there's a whole there was a whole lot of green grass in front of Aaron Rodgers, a whole lot of it. And at the very least, Aaron Rodgers could have got to the five-yard line, three-yard line, four-yard line, somewhere around in that area. He didn't. He decided to, yet again, try to force the ball into Devontae Adams. Again, for the people who don't know, the Packers, I believe, were like top three in offensive red zone efficiency this season. They were one of the best red zone teams in the league. And then they got stale in the playoffs. Trying to force feed the ball into Devontae Adams. We all know the ball is going to Devontae, people. We all know it. <laughs> we all know it. Instead of Aaron Rodgers trying to run the football in or at least trying to get close, he tries to force the ball into, into Devontae Adams' hands. Think he was double covered, incomplete. Now it's like fourth and goal, but you've lost yardage. So I think it's like fourth and goal from the 10. Fourth and goal from like the 15. Somewhere around in there. And Matt LaFleur. Adds to the mistakes of Aaron Rodgers late in the game. Adds to the mistakes of Kevin King in the defense. And helps Tom Brady by kicking a field goal. Now, I'm not going to excuse Matt LaFleur and act like that decision was smart. Because it wasn't. It was dumb as hell. I ain't going to act like it was smart. It was crazy. You got Aaron Rodgers on the field. You got your best out there. You need to go for it on fourth and goal. This is the NFC Championship game. There's no way in hell you kicking a field goal and giving the ball back to a man who has won six Super Bowls. Trying to get to his 10th at the time. There's 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 no way. With two minutes left, and you're hoping he doesn't get a first down or two on that defense? That even though was able to create turnovers, for the most part, struggled. I mean, Tampa Bay did have 31 points on the board. So I'm not going to excuse Matt LaFleur. But at the end of the day, if Aaron Rodgers takes that ball and runs to the five-yard line, second-yard line, third-yard line, Matt LaFleur is going to go for it. Matt LaFleur didn't go for it because at the end of the first half, he saw Aaron Rodgers tried to force the ball into Devontae Adams' hands three times and did not convert. Matt LaFleur saw a, a trending, a, a pattern on that last possession where they were trying to force the ball into Devontae Adams, where they couldn't even get positive yardage and said, I'm just going to get the shirt points and just take the field goal. Like I said, I'm not saying it was smart, but what I'm saying is I can kind of get where he was coming from. Because it's like, look, Tom Brady has thrown three picks. Why not give him a shot? This isn't smart, but why not? Because we ain't getting no positive yardage right now. And if I don't take this, the game is pretty much over. Like I said, I'd have went for it. I'd have gave Aaron Rodgers a, a chance. But, hey, Aaron Rodgers had opportunities, people. And, yes, the holding at the end of the game on Kevin King was bogus. When the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was holding the Green Bay Packers all game. I'm not denying these facts, people. I'm not, I'm not going to sit up here and deny it. But at the end of the day, let's not sit up here and act like Aaron Rodgers didn't have opportunities to win that football game. So then the question comes up, okay, AJ, well, what do you make of the noise of people saying that Aaron Rodgers should leave or they should split up or Aaron Rodgers shouldn't want to go nowhere? Because I got a question. 
Where the hell he gonna go? Where is he gonna go? Where? Where is he gonna go where he's gonna have a better opportunity to compete for a championship other than playing with the Green Bay Packers next season? They were just in the NFC Championship game, people. A possession away from going to the Super Bowl. Like, where is he gonna go? That's gonna give him a better opportunity. You have a number one option at receiver. You have a, a, a great running back. You have a solid defense. You have a solid offensive line. And you're Aaron Rodgers, one of the best in the league. MVP this year. Where are you going to go? There's nowhere for him to go. If Aaron Rodgers wants to, wants to continue playing, which we all believe he does, Aaron Rodgers is going to stay put where he is in Green Bay because there's nowhere else for him to go to win. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Where's he going to go? Washington? Where? New England? No. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, it, no. <laughs> your best chance at winning is with the Green Bay Packers. Now you'll be going into your third year under Matt LaFleur, still learning that offense. He just had an MVP season. Again, a few plays bounce there in their favor. They're in the championship game. They're in, they're in the Super Bowl. Stop feeling bad for Aaron Rodgers. He's a great quarterback. Again, he'll be a Hall of Famer. At the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers got to get it done. My, my brother, he's a Packer fan. I was text, texting him throughout the game. There's a lot of calls that didn't go in their favor that he was hot about. But at the end of the day, even he can own the fact that Aaron Rodgers had opportunities. He didn't come through. He had a great stat line. But at the end of the day, yes, the defense did kind of fail them. And yes, Kevin King did give up a few touchdowns and a few crucial plays. And yes, Tom Brady did have a great first half. I understand all of that. Yes, there was some missed calls. Yes, I get it. I understand all of that. That all makes sense to me. I, I get it. I watched the game. At the same time, he's MVP for a reason. He's Aaron Rodgers for a reason. We've seen that boy Tom Brady come back from down like, felt like 40 in the Super Bowl against Atlanta. We've seen great quarterbacks overcome these deficits before. We've seen Aaron Rodgers overcome deficits before. Maybe not in the postseason as much, but in the regular season, we've seen him done it, do it, and we know he can he just didn't get it done this time, people. It is what it is. It happens. It happens. But I'm not going to feel sorry for Aaron Rodgers. And I think he should stay put. That's just me. I want to stay with the NFL. And I want to transition over to Deshaun Watson. For those who know me, people know Deshaun Watson one of my favorite players in the NFL. Number one, he retweeted timeout a few years back. I don't know if people know that, but your boy retweeted timeout. So we we like blood brothers for the rest of eternity. I'm just saying. But outside of that, the man's a stud. I've been saying it since he got drafted. I thought he was the best quarterback in the draft. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes came along and shocked the world. But nevertheless, he's the second best quarterback in that draft. I think he's a Hall of Fame talent. I think if he win a Super Bowl, he'll be a, 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 a Hall of Fame quarterback. And now he's requested a trade from the Houston Texans. Can't say I'm shocked, people. Now, a lot of people are like, yeah, some things went on behind the scenes that we don't know about. And that could very well be true. I mean, I'm, I'm confident that that's true because Deshaun Watson was just crying because he was so excited about the fat contract and the opportunity the, the, the Houston Texans just gave him 
to play football for that team to make millions for that playing football for that team. We we saw we saw we saw that everybody saw that. But I'm not surprised at him asking for a trade. And neither should you be. At the end of the day, players like Deshaun Watson are watching players like, dare I say, Patrick Mahomes. They are watching players around the same age, quarterbacks around the same age, because that is their competition. That is their generation of competition. It's like Tom Brady watching Peyton Manning and Peyton Manning watching Tom Brady and Ben Roethlisberger watching them both. And you know what I mean? Like, it's it's the same kind of thing. You want to have more Super Bowls. You want to have more rings and, and, and wins than those quarterbacks. You just do because you want to go down as the best. And it's hard to go down as the best when you go up against Patrick Mahomes. But more importantly, because he understands that, but more importantly, it's even harder to go down as the best when you're dealing with an organization that clearly either A, don't know what the hell they're doing, or just B, just don't care. You look at what Deshaun Watson did this year. Led the league in passing yards, 4,823, 33 touchdowns, just seven interceptions, 112.4 QBR rating, and a sensational season. I think statistically, that's the best season he's ever had. The Houston Houston Texans were trash this year. Terrible. Because Deshaun Watson was the only player out there trying to ball. Defense was terrible. Offensive line was terrible. Running backs was terrible. Receivers was terrible. He had nothing to work with. He signed his contract with the Houston Texans knowing he had nothing to work with. But he figured, maybe I can, maybe I can make this work. I'm not turning down this money, and I like, I like the city. So maybe I maybe I can make this work. But now rumors are coming out that the organization told him that he was going to have some kind of influence on the GM and, and, and the Houston Texans went out and hired a GM behind his back without him knowing he had to find out via social media. Same thing with the head coach. And he's like, yo, that's it. So not only do you go out and trade DeAndre Hopkins for a pack of fruit snacks and a PS5, not only do you get rid of Jadavion Clowney, who's one of the best defenders, who was one of the best defensive players on that team. Not only do you get rid of a black GM to bring in Bill O'Brien, who was a white GM, who was literally getting rid of players because he does not like them, apparently. But now you're telling me, as your franchise guy, I don't have any influence on the GM or the head coach. You just want me to shut up and play. Just like they told LeBron and many other basketball athletes to shut up and play. And you know what, what happened, you know, the movement that started when those words were spewed. LeBron started a whole documentary. And you got players in the NBA like, yo, we got much more power than people want to let on, than these owners want to let on. We can literally say we're not playing. We can literally demand a trade and say we're not going to play. We, we're paid enough money. We can, we can pay these fines and be just fine. Now players are using the power that they have to stand on things that they believe and put organizations' feet to the fire to put pieces around them to win. Not only that, they're also putting the organization's feet to the fire because they realize that the superstars on these teams are the cash cows. They are the ones bringing in the money. 
And without your athletes bringing in the money, what money are you going to make? None. So they're leveraging their power. And they're saying, if I'm going to be that person, I need to have some kind of influence. Y'all not just going to have me, speaking of football, you're not going to have me on the football field taking all these hits, putting up 32, 33 touchdowns to seven interceptions, and I can't have no influence? You just want me to just shut up and play? Obviously, y'all need my help when it comes to picking a head coach in the gym because y'all have done a terrible job before, and the team is garbage. Somebody ain't make, somebody, Somebody's not making the right decisions. So clearly, y'all need as much assistance as y'all can get. This ain't the time to be arrogant or cocky. Y'all, don't, y'all have not earned that right. What has the Houston Texans done to earn the right to tell a player you shouldn't have any influence? It's not like this is the, the Patriots with Bill Belichick. That might be a little more understandable. You know, six-time, seven-time champion. You know, them been at countless Super Bowls. I mean, it, it could be understandable. You, know, you can kind of get it. You know, you, you know, it got away with kind of telling Tom Brady that for years, and Tom Brady kind of ate it because it was going to the Super Bowl. But the Texans are garbage. No. No. And now the Houston Texans organization has to look at their fans, have to look at those season ticket holders, look at other teams in the NFL, and say, we just lost arguably the best receiver in the league and probably a Hall of Fame talent all within probably a year and a half. Hall of Fame talent at the quarterback position. Literally all within a year and a half. Max Kellerman said this on First Take earlier, and I completely agree. They look like the worst organization in all of football. And honestly, there's some bad organizations in football, bro. Like, I'm just going to be honest. There are some awful organizations in football. So for you to be the worst, given the talent that you've had over the years, oh, my gosh. Now, again, I don't know what happened behind closed doors that made Deshaun Watson, you know, officially say I won't out. It could be deeper than the things I've just mentioned. But, again, we can't ignore the things that we know. DeAndre Hopkins is not there. Jadavion Clowney is not there, but O'Brien was there. Now he's not, and Deshaun Watson didn't have any influence over the GM, over the, over the GM hire or the head coach hiring. The team is garbage, and they're wasting his career. That's like four or five good reasons already to not want to play for a football team. Now, if there's some sprinkled in racism or some things that we don't know about or they was, you know, Talking crazy to him behind closed doors, that's just the cherry on top. That's just the cherry on top to everything else I just said. The Houston Texans were a competitive team when Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins were there and happy. Again, this team was just in the divisional round, what was this, last year? Against the Chiefs with a chance to advance to the AFC Championship game before blowing like a, what, 24-0 lead, but who ain't blown the lead to... Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, it happens. They were a half away from going to the AFC Championship game, and now they're probably going to, after they lose Watson, because they're not going to have no choice but to trade him. They're going to be the worst team in football. That hurts. All this to say this. I hope owners and GMs and decision makers for football teams, basketball teams, sports teams in general are really pay- paying attention to the shift of powers in sports. Athletes are not going to shut up and dribble. They're not going to shut up and play. You want the athlete to go out there and do their job correctly, then you as the GM or the owner need to do you need to do your job correctly too. 
You can't just put an athlete like Deshaun Watson out there and just live off of the money that he's bringing to the organization without helping him win football games by getting the personnel that is needed to help him win, period. A lot of these GMs and these owners have sat back for years and ate off of players like LeBron, players like Deshaun Watson. They have ate off of these players for years, for years, without making too many adjustments, without doing too many things to put that player in position to win. Not happening no more. If you're putting together a crappy team and you got a superstar, you better figure it out. If you got a garbage team, you better figure either you better give that player massive influence in your organization as far as what GM should be brought in, what coaches should be brought in, or you better be out there getting free agents and making trades and being bold and letting that superstar know, look, we doing everything we can. We doing everything we can to get you some pieces. Because this sitting back and just wasting top-notch Hall of Fame player players' careers Athletes aren't having it anymore, and I can't say I blame them. I cannot say I blame them. Again, led the league in passing yards, 32 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 112.4 QBR. Deshaun Watson has a right to be pissed because y'all just wasted one of the best years, if not the best year of his career. He has the right to be hot. The Houston Texans organization is trash. And I couldn't be happier that I'm not a Houston Texans fan. And last but not least, <laughs> I want to transition over to the NBA. And I saved this one for last because I don't want to talk about this one for too long because this topic is going gonna to make me a little uncomfortable because I'm going to harp on, my, on one of my favorite players in the league for a hot second. And he goes by the name of Anthony Davis. Y'all know I got to sneak my Lakers in there somewhere. Now, I don't know what he'll do tonight against Detroit. This is being recorded um, January 28th, by the way. Anthony Davis is averaging 22 points a game, nine rebounds, shooting 52% from the field. Anthony Davis is fresh off of a championship, people. And you know, most of the time, a young player fresh off of a championship is hungry and eager to prove that he's the best in the league, especially a player like Anthony Davis, who's debatably a top five player in all of basketball. I understand the Los Angeles Lakers have went out and they have gotten talent from the Marcus Sauce to the Dennis Shooters to the Montrezl Heralds and, you know, guys like um, um, Horton Tucker is coming to their own and Kuzma's getting his touches and like I get it the ball is getting shared around and you know Frank Vogel is working people in slowly because the Lakers just won a championship and it's been the shortest offseason in history and all of this that and the third I get all of that so Anthony Davis is probably getting two less minutes a game that does not change the fact that Anthony Davis needs to be dominant 22 points a game I'll make this quick is not gonna get it done Anthony Davis should be dominating. This is the year that LeBron James was supposed to be passing the torch to this man. And Anthony Davis is playing very pedestrian, very average, like a regular big man. And we all know Anthony Davis is a superstar talent. Anthony Davis, us Lakers fans, the Lakers, we need more. We need more, brother. We saw what you can do. We saw what you did in New Orleans. We saw what you did in this past playoffs. I understand, you know, might be, you know, dead legs because you just won the finals. I get all of that. But at some point, you got to kick it up, bro. 
looking at these numbers now, 23 one night, 17 another night. He had 37 against Chicago. I'll give you that. But then you got 17 against Golden State, 17 against the Pelicans, 18 against OKC, um, 19 against Houston. Like, come on, man. That ain't that it ain't it ain't getting it done. We need more. We need Anthony Davis to be a dominant big man for our team. Yeah, we understand Montrez Herald and all these other pieces, shooter, Marcus. We get we get it. But you're Anthony Davis. LeBron ain't coasting, but it sure look like Anthony Davis is, and I got a problem with that. I'm hard on Anthony Davis and my team because that's my team. And I'm we need to win another. I want another championship this year. People talking about the Nets and the, and the Sixers and all these other teams. I want another championship. I understand the key to that is getting Anthony Davis to be Anthony Davis. So AD, be AD, be the superstar that you are, bro. Because 22 a game ain't getting it done. Don't give me the rebounds. I need I need you to go out there and get buckets. That's all I have for y'all today. Thank you for tuning in to AJ2K Radio. I'll see you next time. Y'all stay tuned. Deuces.